This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Dad's not here right now. He's still at work. So I'm going to bless him. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I'm going to see if there's a clean version so then my parents and the people at my school will not get mad at me. We've got the spritzer filled with water just in case if stuff gets too fire. I'm going to set up the speaker and I'm going to listen to Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I think this is the best Mike Shope feature that I've heard in a long time. I think his flow is really good on it, and I like his aggressiveness on it. And the Bulldog put not enough effort in it. I think overall his flow was good, but I don't like that mobile rapping. That was my review of Mike Shope and the Bulldog. Didn't need the spritzer. Wasn't fire enough. No spritzer for you. No spritzer. Hi there, Football Friday on WGR, presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. But don't forget to eat here. 51 and a half hours. Don't forget to eat. We, we passed along, I think, an important message yesterday, which was to sleep. <laughs> right. Don't start drinking now. It's, a, it's too right? far. Sunday's too right? far. Yeah. I have run out of uh, – here, here, what a way to start. I have run out of uh, ways <laughs> to – try to put into perspective just what is on the line here. It, 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 I know it's not a Super Bowl. It feels like a Super Bowl. I mean, we, we have not talked hardly at all about what happens next week if they win. I know that people are superstitious about that. Uh, anyway, the, the other day I had a thought we should be looking at the NFC games a little more closely because we haven't talked about the NFC maybe for one minute this week. It's two two games away, but I know. You've got this one first, and this one <laughs> is one. everything. Yeah. <laughs> Right. This one is everything. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I, I um I, I don't know how, how fresh <laughs> the take this is, but it, I woke up today and just thought they have to win. They just they, they just they just have they, some way, somehow, they just they have to win. It it's time. You know, it's all it's all set up. Here 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 they come here to your place and you know, yeah, you've got – they've got some real issues injury-wise, the Bills do. Um, but you've got you've got this quarterback. Your offense is largely intact, and they're coming to your place. And, I, I, I mean, you just, you just, you just got to win. You just got to find a way to win this game. Uh, I don't know 
I'm I'm trying certainly not to think too much about what happens if they don't, because uh, that you know talk about superstitious. That's not a conversation I want to engage in right now. Uh, so I'm trying to sort of keep that off on the side, but it's a reality that I really don't want to face. So just just the easiest thing to do is just win the game. Just go win the game. Clear clear what? this hurdle. You've been stuck for a couple years in this round, and at least get to next week. And then you know we'll we'll see what happens, uh, but they 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 just they've beaten this team in the regular season in their place, and they're coming here now, and you just you just got to beat them. We'll talk about the injuries and of course the stakes in all kinds of different ways again uh, today eight oh three oh five fifty if you want to join us Mike Shope and the Bulldog Trista Crick coming up at four rescheduled from Tuesday. And she'll be coming up tomorrow for the game on Sunday, by the way. I'm sure she's excited to talk to us about that. We'll have Sal Capaccio with us for the roundtable from 5 to 6. What happens if you lose is, at least what happens to us, I think, uh, if they lose, is it will really feel like a year went by and it's ju- it just didn't amount to anything. Like it was a wasted year almost which is really tough for a team that provides so many highlights and thrills and wins so many games. But that is the reality of it. Last year, there was that, I mean, pretty crushing disappointment. Losing at home, losing to a team not named Kansas City. I mean, it was pretty stunning. But there were all all kinds of different reasons, you know, even excuses. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was generally hard to to rip them for that. I mean, Cincinnati had proven to be good, and they were much the better team on that day. It just didn't always feel right. This year, man, it's not entirely different. I mean, they've done a great job to climb to this game, to make it to this game, to have it at home, you know, taking out Miami in the way that they did and winning the division title and sort of arriving at this point. it's It's been a good story. But if you lose the game... You go right back to, all right, well, that was a year. What what became of it? Mm-hmm. And like you said, you lost in the same round. You lost again to a team that you've had trouble with in the playoffs. It's ended your season two other times. And then we get right into the off season, which it's just like a, it's the cold plunge. You just jump right in Lake Erie right. or something, and you're talking right. about you know salary cap and draft picks and stuff. And they really just need to push that off. You know, uh, I, I don't want to what, – what sort of is holding me back in the conversation about if they win is more like, you know, would you take what something, you know, that isn't a, a Super Bowl win? Like, no, you wouldn't at this point. You're three wins away from it. And they're close enough to have that really be the only, the only goal. Uh, so it's just – it's just so big. I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's not – going to win any Marconis, uh, that, that sort of, descript- that sort right, of description. I, nor, do I, nor do I think they just have to win. Is, 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 is no, award-winning commentary, but like that, no. like that's it. It's, it. To me, it's like that, it's, that, it's that simple, but it's not easy. You, you know, I mean, it, it is a good team, a great team with a great all-time quarterback, a great all-time coach and play designer, and, you know, they are – We'll see. We'll you know. We'll see when Sunday gets here. Just how compromised uh, they are by injury. Like for right now, the guys that have been ruled out 
Um, I think, you, of course, you'd rather have all your dudes. But I don't feel like, I, you know, it, with the window still open, however slightly, for Bernard um, and Douglas coming back, uh, I, I feel pretty good about that. I'm not, you know, I'm not real bent out of shape about the punter. Um, you know, I think Dane Jackson can fill in for Benford um, and they can get, you know, they can get through a game here. I might feel differently if this Chiefs passing offense was what it had been prior to really last year and certainly this year, but I think you can, I think you can muddle through, but the middle of the field, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about uh, if there is no Bernard and how they're going to handle uh, you know pass defense in, in the middle part of the field. Cause I just don't think they have another guy. Uh, so I don't know if McDermott and his staff, maybe they're hard at work coming up with some, some other wrinkle in addition to using Jordan Poyer up there and spelling him with someone in the back. That's Taylor Rapp. He's already been ruled out. So you've got Cam Lewis back there, presumably, if you do that at all. And I don't know what else is in the bag here for him uh, to try to offset. But Bernard is the only guy on the team they really have that I think you can count on in space uh, in the middle of the field to defend passing uh and i i think that's a big loss uh if he is unable to go it is it is pretty scary i i agree um i i try i'm trying to resist the temptation to sort of overrate this part this the importance of this in the game because you know I've, the, the bills have a quarterback who can get it done against anything and so do the chiefs and when when i take the first look at a season, you know, or a game, sort of like it starts there. And, I mean, I would never say, well, Josh Allen will have a tough time in this game because the other team's linebackers are healthy or something. You know, it just it, – it's it's something to talk about. And it's – I'm also not trying to diminish it because it, it is it is scary. Not only are you playing a team that has Mahomes and has Kelsey and Andy Reid, you're playing a team that is very familiar with you. It, that goes both ways, but like Dane Jackson, Cam Lewis, AJ Klein, maybe like great coaches know how to find those guys. You know, know how to find the weakness, and the the Chiefs and the Bills know each other so well that I think really that is a daunting prospect here for for this matchup. Do you? I, I guess the maybe the answer needs to be yes. Uh, are you buying that Bernard might play? Are, are you sensing gamesmanship with that? I mean, we saw the cart, but that doesn't have to mean he can't play. And I do appreciate that Sean McDermott does come on our station on Friday mornings and announce that certain guys are out. Like, he's not yeah. making yeah. everybody a game-time decision here. So, I mean, he named, he named right. four players today that they're ruling out already for Sunday, and Bernard is not one of them. I think either – he legitimately might play and that everything here is, you know, above, it's just above board. Mm-hmm. McDermott is speaking honestly about it. Or it's one of two things. It's either that he really might play or that the Bills feel he is so important to strategy, to their defense for this game, for Kansas City's preparation purposes, that they're gaming it out, that they want the yeah. Chiefs to not, you know, to have to, to, to wonder. Yeah, I, I would say um, I'm I'm leaning like ninety percent gamesmanship. You know, I, I I respect that it's two more days, and you know, just because he couldn't do 
you know, practice things on it here Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that could change maybe as late as Sunday afternoon. Like, like test it out and like, look, I can, I can do, you know, at least 85, 90% of what I need to do. And like, I, you know, we think in the doctors think, so I, I think they're, they're holding out hope, but I, I feel like, you know, I objectively look at, you know, I said this about Miami a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, there's nothing to be gained for Mike McDaniel to tell you on Friday or Thursday or whatever day it would have been that Jalen Waddle and Raheem Mostert aren't playing. But I, I, in the back of my head, I just thought all week he just wants the Bills to waste 10 minutes or 10 hours uh, preparing for those guys. And so, yeah, and I do think this player, I know it's a linebacker. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking of maybe the first time we ever talked to Aaron Schatz after Kiko Alonso got hurt. Like I, I know, right? But Bernard is, he's, he's the only. I, I, I shouldn't say it that way. Like Dorian Williams, maybe athletically can do the job, um, but I don't know how much they trust him. Um, and you know, he just hasn't. He, there, there's also a pretty, I would say, higher percentage of a, a, a big mistake there if you play the rookie. Uh, but athletically, I think he he's, could be competitive with Bernard, you know, style-wise. Um, so, but, you know, again, very inexperienced, and Bernard has been kind of a revelation this year. I mean, he's made some incredible plays for this team. There's an interception earlier this year. Forgive me, I do not remember the game, but it was pretty early in the season. One of those moments where we, I know I went like, whoa, that dude, like f- fading, you know, running back, Pass down the seam, deep down the field, leaping one hand. Like, I mean, he's got talent. And they just do not have a replacement there. So I think it is in McDermott's and the Bills' interest to leave Kansas City wondering about whether that cat's going to be on the field or not. Well, we'll have to wait to find out. No Taylor Rapp, no Balen Specter, no Christian Benford on the defense. Yeah. Douglas back, Dodson yeah. back, and then we'll see on Bernard. Right. I want to add one other piece to that. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure how much it would affect Kansas City preparing because even if Bernard is on the field, I would bet that they would want to attack him. To fight, like, okay, you're healthy. Let's see how healthy you are. Um, sure. So they, they, they might just have the same plan regardless and view him, if he's playing, as maybe a suspect link in the defense. Anyways, I just think they'd be nuts not to attack, you know, the middle of the field with Kelsey and whether that's Pacheco leaking out or just crossers with any of their receivers. I mean, I just think the middle is going to be tricky, even if Bernard straps it up, because there's no way he's going to be 100%. Multiple tight ends. We've We've had playoff games with the Chiefs where – the Bills just could not get to Mahomes, and really, you couldn't really blame them too much for it because Mahomes was throwing the ball so quickly. Was this the the championship game where he it was his shortest release time of the season in 2020, like 2.1 seconds or something like that? And really, the, the Chiefs rolled, and the Bills' inability to get to him just, you know, it it didn't help that they couldn't get to him, but what chance did they really have? I mean, right. the way the way you can – one way you can compensate for this problem is pressure, you know, and if they win big up front, whether that's through blitzing or just their their front guys, like they – you can 
sort of wreck a game that way, but Mahomes seems almost like impervious to that because he just is going to get rid of the ball quickly and he can move. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's a daunting situation here with uh, with these injuries. Um, I've got to admit, Davis is out uh, on the offensive side. That's really not surprising, right? Like he missed last week and the injury didn't look great. So the Bills will go into this game without him. Stephon Diggs has something. I kind of wondered for two months, and I don't know if this is new, was that said, where we think this injury came from, but it's a foot injury for Diggs, that the the vibe seems to be he'll play, but I guess he's not 100%. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall ever hearing anything about a foot at any point. We went through the, the history of the, 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 the injury report, you know, limited in practice with a back injury leading up to the Week 10 Broncos game. Uh, so I, I don't know. Um, is this something that could have been holding him back in some way but not reported, not needed to be reported, and now it's flared up? I, I mean, I don't know. Um, I would assume it's new uh, from the Pittsburgh game, but I don't really know. All right. 803-0550 to join us. Here's Dan on WGR. Hi, Dan. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Uh, I, I just want – I'm going to talk about what Bulldog does want to think about um, about next week. I just want to get ahead of this because my – and I want to preface this by saying I sure as hell hope they win. I look at the picture of my dad who passed away a few years ago, lucky enough to witness the AFL championships, never got to see a Super Bowl, unfortunately. Um, I desperately want them to win. Do I think they will? I, these injuries scare me. Two less days to recover from these injuries scare me. This latest thing with Diggs, who's apparently re-aggravated his foot, scare me. Um but I, I just want to push back against the notion about it's wasted and we're back to square one. To me, go back to square one is that like Josh is retiring, <laughs> and then we're going back to the drought. I, I just I, I heard people in preseason saying, "I wish we'd just get to the Super Bowl." Like, why? I mean, the whole point of being a fan is is the journey, and there's been amazing stuff since 17 really his first year, McDermott's first year, and 18 was a struggle. But at least you saw Josh grow, Josh's growth. I mean, if somebody told you seven, eight years ago that we would be a perennial NFL power, people would have thought you were nuts. They would have had you institutionalized. And I just, I take, I, people, I look back extreme with extreme fondness on the early 90s, and yes, it's, uh, it, I'm heartbroken a little bit still that they never got one, but I don't look at, back at that period. You know, I don't look at those guys now in Tasker on TV and Thurman every other week on TV. I don't look back at that at all with dismay other than that little bit of heartbreak. I just, mm-hmm. I, I want every Sunday to matter. And for the last seven years, except for Josh's rookie year, the last seven years have mattered. And it's, and I, I yes, I'll be disappointed if they can't get over this Kansas city hurdle, but I just I try not, maybe I'm being too philosophical about it, but this is, there's a lot of other teams in this league that would, and, and you say often Mike, that, only one team gets to win, and there's a randomization through the playoffs that you don't know how it's going to end. But I'm grateful for this team and what they've done, and I know people are going to call from McDermott's head if they happen to lose next week, but I just think that would be insanity. Thanks, guys. I definitely appreciate your perspective on that. I, I neither look at Thurman and Jim Kelly and Bruce Smith and Andre Reid and Tasker, and I'll stop there, T- Daryl Talley, one more, uh, as, as failures. Um, I admire them. I respect them. Um, we've gotten to know some of them over the years, and those, those, those were great years. Um, so, like, I, I, and there is heartbreak there, but it, you know, it, it doesn't, I'm not bitter about it, I, I wouldn't say at all. 
um, it still could get sad about it if I stare at the games again, you know, or really, really think about it. But like, you know, on, on the, on the surface level, it's a long time ago now and it was a great ride and they sadly didn't win one. Um, the thing about this year, of course, Josh Allen is still here. And of course, Sean McDermott is, uh, still your coach, but this, this group, um, is aging out. I mean, it's probably the end of the line for Hyde and Poyer uh, as a safety tandem on this team. Hyde's contract is up. Poyer has another year, but I, I mean, I don't know. Um, so there's there's just going to be turnover, and they've got real salary cap issues. Uh, maybe beginning with Von Miller's monster contract, and what are they going to do there? So there's real questions. Like they, there is there's the ability to keep going as long as you've got that quarterback, of course. But for the group that started growing when McDermott got here and has been here for, you know, th- this ride from 20 to now, I just feel like it it will be more different next year than it's been year over year any of those previous years. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. It, it really is just um, – we're just talking about the talking, right? Like how, how we're going to be – what we're going to be saying, how it's going to just, I, you said already today, I, I don't want to be there right now. And like, I, I certainly don't like the last few minutes have just re- kind of almost disturbed me. Like we're, we're right. We're right to comparing to the nineties. Like if they get beat and we'll, we'll have, maybe I'm responsible for that from something I've said already, or we've said already, but we'll have eight months. <laughs> Whenever this ends, we'll have seven, eight months to, uh, you know, to, to talk about what it looks like and what, what might have to change or, or be changed. With respect to McDermott, I honestly, you know, will people be calling for his head or any of that? Yeah, but the thing that's sort of that I get about that is the the winning has been established, but they've bumped their heads on, on a ceiling here in the second round or in the AFC playoffs and there have been good points made about how some of his decisions have contributed to that. And, like, the whole referendum is, is up for debate Sunday against the team that in these playoffs year after year has not made those kinds of mistakes, or at least they haven't lost, uh, but, you know, the ones to, uh, to Cincinnati a couple of years ago. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, th- there is still what what has been good about this year, getting back up and making the playoffs and winning the division and then winning in the wild card. There really was no need to question whether a Sean McDermott led team was capable of any of that. Like they've done this before. So that's not new material, new information. What will be new information is if they win this game, and in the process, don't do the things we think helped cost them most of their losses this year or in other playoff seasons. Because if that happens, then we will be talking about that and there'll be merit to it. So all of that is – everything is just on – everything is on the table in this game. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't want to be thinking about the Kelly years right now because it's sort of – it's depressing. <laughs> it's you're you're setting yourself up for, for disappointment. And they are favored. They are home. You're going to be there screaming your face off for this team on on Sunday. And um, 
Let's see if they can't win it. 803-0550 for your calls. Thank you, Dan. Um, good to hear from you. We'll have Trista Crick today at 4, Sal Capaccio from 5 to 6. Would love to uh, take your blood pressure here uh, with some more calls coming up. Mike Shope and the Bulldog Football Friday. It's time for a break. We'll be back in a snap brought to you by Snapdragon Apples, the official apple of the Buffalo Bills. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 